entertainment capital of the world. game is going on he's feeling it and you can see he's rising to the occasion it's the tc martin show oh, awesome, baby, the it's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor tc martin this is your captain baby hey come with me the doctor is now in and a very pleasant tuesday to you i say pleasant even though we know it's a terrible tuesday of course our day to rant our frustrations about the sporting world. And as we know, there are plenty of rants to have in our non-sporting world right now. But yes, Major League Baseball is happening. We're days away from that. We've got some breaking news with that, with Major League Baseball. We'll dive into that today. T.C. Martin Show on a Tuesday. Brad the Believer in the house. Believe it. And of course, making his way down the aisle now, the one, the only. Winding up. And again, he's undefeated on this program, ladies and gentlemen. Never. He always wins, and it's the same finishing move week in and week out. And but he gets the victory every time. He does, doesn't he? You know what they call that? They call it a squash match. Yeah. And, and there's a reason they call it a squash match, especially when you're involved. That's right. Because you're squashing the opponent. Squashing them. Those jobbers. Exactly. Those Use jobbers. Some lingo. <laughs> very nice. There it is. All right. So glad to have you with us today. Uh, very special guest in studio today by way of the Bay Area. Longtime Raider fan. Longtime Raider season ticket holder. Silver and black. I've never seen this guy dressed in anything but silver and black, even on nights when when he's performing or nights when he is our resident comedian at the Sacramento Sports Hall of Fame. It uh, doesn't matter. He's always wearing the silver and black, and he is the one and only comedian extraordinaire and very good friend Dennis Gaxiola in the house with us today. Good to be here. Good Look at here. this. Look at this. And, and you're mask. here. Did you notice the mask yeah. when I came in? Yeah. Safety matters. Yeah. Oh, look at this. He's got the Raiders mask on like as well, of course. So we're going to dive into your... You know, your Raider Nation ties and everything. And we've had you on the show before, uh, in person at the Cosmopolitan, and uh, most recently, part of Serial Madness. Oh, that was that was awesome. I, I still think I was right. You know, Cartwright was wrong, but it's all good. <laughs> He's a bigger man. Cart wrong. Yeah. You, cart wrong. But, yeah. you, cart wrong. You, but you're always saying that Cartwright is wrong. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It doesn't matter what the platform is or the occasion. You're always saying that he's wrong. He went with he he was like with great nuts and wheaties and it's like we we were going for what's good not like good for you. crackling oat brand yeah, right all the worst cereals honey bunches of oats you know what's some other exactly anybody yeah. that can make Tony Lopez look smart that's that's a challenge part right that's hard to do that's true of course the <laughs> former three time world champion Tony the Tiger Lopez speaking of which I hear you challenging him to a fight he challenged me to a fight he challenged you to a fight. Um, and, and I accepted under one condition mm-hmm. that he got within 25 pounds of his fighting weight. Oh. So it means it's never going to happen. Right. Because he fought, you know, 130, 135, 140. And he's about 190 right now. Yeah. And there's no way because it's every night. His wife doesn't cook. He puts that out publicly. So they're, they're out eating everywhere. And everything he eats, he gains. So I got him. Yeah, see, he's I worse than me about eating out, except there's one difference. He gains, I don't gain. Exactly. TC's the only guy who can eat everything. But uh, I, I, I don't know if we can mention it, but I... They're I a proud it. sponsor. Go ahead. I, I went to Freddy's. Now, now, I, explain I, the story why you went to Freddy's. Because of all the pictures, and every time I'm here... Yeah, we go to nice spots. We go to Cosmo. We do we, nice spots. Mm-hmm. But I was like, 
bro, every time I'm in town, you don't have, you're busy. I, where's this Freddy's? So he told me where to go. Um, and wow, I'm glad they right, have go, it. Go ahead and give the endorsement. Let's hear what you had I and went your with, thoughts. I went with the California burger. I went with this, the, the, the shoestring french fries. A very nice, mellow, passion iced tea because, uh, uh, you know, got to be a little bit healthy. And then I went with the, uh, the custard with the, the tropical toppings. And I'm very happy right now. You're very happy. Yes. Uh, I think you gained six pounds. Yeah. And my, my wife, who doesn't eat a lot of uh, junk. Yeah, we, we tried half the menu. It was great. <laughs> Two I, thumbs up. I got to get you to, to try the Chicago dog because you're always seeing my pictures with a Chicago dog. But the burger of the California, definitely way to go. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, there definitely. you go. Yeah. The believer is like you. Well, I saw a comment on Yelp, and I'm a Yelper. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to Yelp myself on this show tonight That's yeah. when I leave here. Right. But uh, I saw someone say that the, the California burger was better than In-N-Out. So that was a challenge, bro. Being from California, yeah. and I, I put In-N-Out up against most big big franchises, that Freddy California burger got in and out. Wow. Yeah, well, I okay, got one like, down the street from my house. It's all you switched oh, me over you. the hot dog. They're their double <laughs> burger for a while, right. but then you switched me over the hot dog and I've never gone back. There you go. That That's hot dog is where it's at. Yeah, I agree. Totally. All you right. Know, so. I might be going right back there right now. You got to get there. the hot dog. Oh, my God. Do you yeah. like the Chicago-style yes, hot dogs? Yes, I like oh. Chicago-style hot dogs. Yeah. They put this one on Texas toast. Yeah, see, that's the difference Man. with this. It's yes. not your traditional Chicago poppy seed bun. The Freddy style is the Texas toast. And uh, Yes, my wife was blown yeah. away with the bun. Yeah? And, uh, yeah, we're, yeah there I'm you a go, big Freddy fan now. I'm there a Freddy fan, and now on my two or three or four times a year that I come into Vegas... Freddy's will be on the list. All right. There you have it. All right. So Believer came out yesterday and said that he had a dream, and you promised to tell this dream to us today. So I've been waiting all night to hear about this this dream. Now, did you forget about it since it's been like 24 hours? No, no. I remembered it. Uh, it, it it's not as titillating as you're making it out to be, but I'll tell you the premises of it. So, TC, you were the, kind of the star of this moment in the dream. You were offered... A 10-year, $260 million contract in this dream to be the head coach of a basketball team. Is that right? Now, are we talking NBA? What are we talking about here? NBA. Okay. The only downfall that makes the dream not so much realistic, the team was the Charlotte Bobcats. Uh, the Bobcats slash Hornets? No, the Bobcats. Uh, okay. So the Bobcats uh, aren't in existence, so... Uh, right. But yeah, so uh, being a part of your crew, I was all fired up for this uh, contract for T.C. Martin to be the head coach of the Charlotte Bobcats. And then the dream kind of just faded into the semantics of you taking the role on and and what my role would be as your, I don't know, sidekick. So what was your role? Look, the, the the main part of the dream was that we were just blown away by a $260 million 10-year contract. Who negotiated that deal for me? It wasn't Dennis Gaxiola, was it? <laughs> hey, 10% is 10%. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> Believer, I definitely would uh, would bring you on board with that. You know, no doubt about it. Now, I'd probably you know, bring Cartwright in as, as assistant. He'd probably have to be the chief assistant. And we'd have to find gigs for everybody sure. in, the, in the capacity. I mean, with that kind of salary, I'd imagine I have a lot of pull there. I'd Again, like, I could have you know Dennis be the team chaplain slash comedian. I could do that. I'd like to be the uh, vice president of concessions. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of all the nachos. Done exactly. But I got a feeling that you would lower prices. I might because you'd want to be at the concession stand the entire time. Yeah, and I, eat all the profits. I'm not getting comped. Well, we could do that. All I guess. right, then yeah. yeah. Well, nine dollars for all nachos. Right, then we then we raise it up for the ham and acres yeah. that come in, and then there he goes nine dollars. Yeah. 
And then, uh, you know, Believer, I guess we could have the Believer on the bench. Yeah, he's got to uh, be a head co- or some sort of assistant coach. He does, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how are you with a clipboard, by the way? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. I can, I can be uh... – <laughs> Hey, qu- excuse me, Quake. I'm very, accident. I'm very good with a quick clipboard. I can be the uh, the conditioning coach. Yeah. How about you being in charge? Maybe not having a bench role, but maybe being in charge of say uh, the the cheerleading squad and something like that. You know, we, we Cha- that's chaplain duty. That's chaplain duty. What do I look like, Dan Snyder? Do you doing cartwheels in the uh, in the negotiating room? No, I'm not observing the cartwheels and making judgments. You're not doing me. that. Okay. All right. I'm just trying to. You know, get, uh, I've got put a, a smile on your face. I got to be a part of the operations aspect. Quake like, and the Nunchuck, they 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 love the uh, the cheerleading aspect, so maybe yeah. they'll have have a role in that. I'll yeah. dabble in that. No, Nunchuck's in charge of the mascot duty. Yeah, can you see Nunchuck on on the trampoline trying to do his best version of the Phoenix Gorilla or the <laughs> the Sacramento Kings Lion or the old Warriors? Uh, the, what, remember the Warriors had the uh, guy that would do the cartwheels or the the flips in the air. He became a comedian. Um, Unfortunately, he passed away, but uh, they had uh, Thunder. They had, oh, yeah. Okay. Thunder. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. That's right. How about going back in the day? How old are you to remember uh, Dancing Barry? Dancing Barry with the Lakers and yeah. some of those? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't really a mascot, but he, just, he showed up in his white disco leisure suit. Yeah, Dancing Barry. too young. Yeah, of course. You know, exactly. Well, I was trying to come up with a clever pun, but it didn't come to it, me. It didn't, it didn't. There you go. All right. <laughs> All right. Terrible Tuesday. Let's dive in. Okay. It's Terrible Tuesday. That's terrible. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. That's a terrible idea. I want to know what the hell he's smoking. Something stinks in here. That's terrible. <laughs> it's Terrible Tuesday. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. All right, Dennis, this will be close to your heart. Mark Davis, the Raiders owner said yesterday in the last couple of days talking about he envisions no fans being able to come to this shiny new stadium, the Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas. The quote was, I can't envision playing in front of fans at all. He goes, I don't know if it's even safe to play. Okay, now we talked about some of his other comments yesterday, but this one just kind of gets to me because I completely don't understand the comment that it's we don't even know if it's safe to play. Well, you know what? Playing football is really not safe to play. Not safe. Especially in the National Football League. Okay, you're out there with headhunters, and let's be honest, I mean, every time you take the football field, you are taking your life into your own hands. And I'm not joking about this, but if we're you know, remember, these players and everyone involved in this, like we've talked about before, are gonna be tested. They're going to be tested on a daily basis. So I'm not fearful of it being unsafe for the players. Now, are we keeping fans out of the stands because we're trying to protect the fans? Okay, that's one thing, but we can do this by spacing it out. And believe me, you you and I were talking about yesterday about which franchises were going to go um, no fans like the Raiders are talking about. You mentioned the Jaguars going 25%. There's actually five teams that have already signed on right now and said, we are going to go limited capacity, including the Green Bay Packers. Now, the Packers did not exactly say because, of course, they've got probably the biggest problem of everybody turning down fans because, of course, you know, Lambeau Field with the old bleachers and everything, you know, it still has, you know, a 200,000 person waiting list. So, this can be very difficult to go ahead and tell fans to stay home. So the Packers aren't, 
you know, committing on what the percentage is, but everyone right now is saying between 20 and 25%, and I think there's going to be more and more teams. Now, the Jets slash Giants, both of them because of Jersey, they said, okay, no fans whatsoever. Mark Davis says, hey, if we can't have everybody, we're going to have nobody. He said he's not even going to attend the games. That's what he said. So, you know, this is where I hear. But back to the safety issue here. Every time a player puts on the pads and hits the field, they are taking their life into their hands. And just ask guys like, you know, Daryl Stingley, who was paralyzed. Mike Utley, same thing. Mike Webster, Dave Durison. Obviously, those guys have passed on now, but uh, had traumatic head injuries. And then Joe Theismann, and of course, just most recently, Alex Smith. I mean, it's always a risk to be a football player. So I guess when I hear someone say, we don't know what's safe to play, let's, let's put football in the context that we know that it is, that it is a risk every time you go out there. Here's the thing, Mark. He, he is for the little guy, and he's not going to leave his suite atop the Plaza Hotel. The Plaza Hotel? Mark Davis is staying at the Plaza Hotel? The old school Union Plaza downtown where Dennis Gaxiola stays? He's the man he, of the people. Yeah, he's a man that's a good of the point. people. Okay. But, you know, I, uh, all, all, all ribbing aside, he, the Raiders have always looked out for the little man. They've always been groundbreaking as far as... Hiring Latinos, blacks, women. Amy Trask was the first female right. uh, executive in any major sport. So he's they they he carries that on from his dad. But I, you know, the bottom line is that's his stadium, and um, I get it. It's hard to say who gets because I heard one of the stadiums. I think it's in New York. Whoever paid the most for their PSL gets to go to the games. Which yeah. really well, sucks. that's that way in Baltimore, actually. Oh, Baltimore? Ba- yeah, yeah. So Baltimore is saying, so fans that actually paid be- uh, the, mo- the most money for the PSL, they get priority. Which really sucks for the little guy that scraped right? together his sure. savings to get yeah. a PSL. And in Baltimore, you, you expect Baltimore to be a people, you know, right. a city of the people, wouldn't you? Yeah. So, so Mark doesn't want to do that, mm-hmm. but the bottom line is that, I mean, I was telling my wife, took some pictures of the stadium today. I said, it's only a Raiders fan that has to deal with, finally, we have our Mecca. We have our stadium. Finally. And the year that it opens, no fans. Right. right. And got to remember, we talked about this, too, about Mark Davis being the only guy to vote that uh, about, you know, when the NFL wanted to block off those first eight rows, that he says, no, I, get to see, I, want, I can't tell, you know, 30,000 of those people that, no, you cannot, uh, you know, have a place here. So, uh, again, Mark Davis, you know, got shut out, you know, well, not basically, you know, shut out 31 to 1 when the owners voted about having fans. So he's staying true to this, and he's saying, okay, now I guess there's nobody, and now he's not going to attend himself. Look, I mean, uh, the, the, the numbers, the death rate uh, of the coronavirus, I, I'm not trying to be theatric here. I'm just telling you what the data is saying. If you're a healthy person and you don't have any underlying conditions, I, I see all these news popping headlines like today, teachers saying, I'm not going to risk my life to be a teacher. Okay, you're risking your life just as much getting into an automobile and driving in your local neighborhood than you are washing your hands safely, wearing a mask, social distancing, and going about your business. Okay, th- I'm not trying to be theatric here. This is just fact. Okay, you, this is the same risk factor. So let's not sit here every day just to, to make things so much more dramatic and say you safely going back to your job as a healthy teacher 
or going to a stadium in, in a controlled environment that you're risking your life. TC, you mentioned it. Okay, we can go across the gamut of, of things that you do as a human being that you're risking things. Life is a risk in general <laughs> the moment you're born. Mm. Okay, so let, let's just put things into a little bit of perspective. We've talked about it time in and time out for months, guys, uh, about being safe, distancing, staying sanitary, hygienic, and wearing your mask. If you do those things, you're putting yourself ahead of the game. Mm. Are, are we still doing little things in society that put us at risk? Yes, I do things. I, I go out and, and, and I play basketball still. So uh, we, we are safe. We wear a mask. Uh, we have hand sanitizer stations. But I'm not going to come to you, TC or, or, or Dennis or Quake, if I catch the coronavirus and, and give you excuses. I've got to own up for the decisions that I make. And if I choose to not live in a bubble, then we all have these choices to make. So that being said, look, some teams are going to have limited capacity. It looks like the Raiders are going in a direction where they may not have anybody hmm. in the stadium. The new, brand new, luxurious Allegiant yeah. Stadium. And again, there's no reason why everybody can't be smart and put fifteen to 20,000 fans in every stadium. It, it doesn't make sense. And it's, you're going to go to an opponent one week, and they're going to have 20,000 fans in the stand. You go to an opponent next week, and there's going to be zero. just doesn't make sense. It's got to go back to what we said yesterday. It's like, who's making the decisions? The NFL, here we are a week away from training camp. Someone's got to make decisions here, protocols with the players, what's going to happen with, with testing, how often is it going to be, everything, how many fans are going to, you know, there's season ticket holders that are waiting right now. So, again, make a universal decision. How hard is that to do? All right, Antonio Brown, guys, uh, he's back at it again. That's right, he's oh, back geez. on social media. We know what that means. Oh, so now what the latest is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is a rerun. We've heard this before. Now he wants to retire oh, again. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so here's the latest tweet. A series of tweets come out yesterday. A series. What is a surprise. It, is it time to walk away? Done everything in the game. Then he comes out and says, I came, I saw, I conquered, mission complete. Call God. I don't know what that means. Goes on with another tweet. At this point, the risk is greater than the reward. Thank you, everyone, who has been part of this journey. I sincerely thank you for everything. Life goes on. 84. Now, like I said, this is not the first time Antonio Brown has threatened to retire. Remember, last September, he famously said he would not be playing football any longer. Well, that was after he was cut by the Patriots, and that was after the Raiders let him go and said, say la vie there. Uh, with the, the helmet squabble and everything else. And then Brown also tweeted an expletive-laden uh, message back in November that he would never, ever play football again, that he was being treated unfairly. And then, so he goes silent. So July 13th, he says, I'm gearing up to do it again. So what? So either somebody called him or this guy woke up out of a bad dream. But that was July 13th. He was geared up to do it again. And now today, uh, a week later, that's it. Goodbye, everybody. Say la vie. Wasn't he just working out with Russell Wilson like two weeks ago? Uh, yep. I mean, yes. putting out videos. Right. I mean, I, I hate to be a jerk, but maybe he's off, uh, off his prescribed mm. uh, happy pills mm. at the moment or something because he seemed to be kind of stable for a little while not making too much noise and here he goes again you said a myriad of, of tweets okay so i mean it's just like a matter of time before this guy continues to just 
be front and center. Mm-hmm. He wants to be the, the talking point. Yep. And here he is again. I'm putting on my brown jersey, and I'm calling my ex-wife to let her know I'm breaking up. That's it. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> you you did not have an 84 Never. silver and black jersey, right? No. I can understand maybe a black and gold jersey. Uh, I was I was at the I was at the game uh, right after he 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 screwed, he screwed the team over royally, bails on them, and that that first night uh, Monday night football yeah. to have a sold out Oakland Coliseum universally. Chanting uh, profanity towards one man. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of well deserved, right? But it was hilarious, and it was such an energy that night that was amazing. All right, Antonio Brown. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, you know we're a reactionary society, and all the leagues will say hey, we're kind of a copycat league. Well, the Edmonton Eskimos are now dropping their nickname. Why? Well, because of everything that took place in the last you know, seven to ten days with the Washington Redskins. The Eskimos of the Canadian Football League, the CFL, they've had that name since 1949. Now, despite many saying the name is derogatory, the colonial-era term uh, for the people that are represented there, the team has always said it is a tribute to the, and I'll probably get this wrong, the Inuit people. Mm-hmm. Okay, said that right. Okay, because it represents toughness, Hardness and the ability to perform in cold weather. Now, if you go to Webster's Dictionary, the true definition of an Eskimo is a member of an indigenous people in inhabiting northern Canada, Alaska, Greenland, or eastern Siberia, traditionally living by hunting, especially of seals, and by fishing, and also eaters of raw fish. Someone please tell me how this is a racist name. Well, every time I've eaten an Inuit pie, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I don't. Would that, would I don't that get be it. laced with seal, or what would that be? <laughs> you know, the, uh, you can't say Eskimo pie, I guess. And I love an Eskimo pie. Eskimo uh, pie is great, exactly right. So, Tremendous ice cream. Quake's a big fan of that. I would. Oh admit. yeah. Now, but we have to call it Inuit pie now. I guess. Oh no. I don't know. But is there something wrong with the Edmonton Eskimos? Seriously, does any has anyone viewed this as derogatory? Uh, in the past, has anyone? I have never heard that. Fifty-six years, never heard that. Never heard. Never, it, never right? heard yeah. anybody being offended by that. Yeah, I've heard people offended by the Redskins thing. Well, of and, course, uh, different, totally different. And I've I actually lived on a reservation for two years. Mm-hmm. There's people out there wearing Redskins gear. That's my favorite team. They right. they took it with pride that this was honoring us. So, um, if we if we touch everybody's elbow to see who has feelings, my God, you know. The Edmonton Eskimos. So, no longer the Eskimo brothers. Yeah, there you go. That's I was going to say that too, right? Yeah. It's I a mean, brotherhood, right? Yeah. It's a brotherhood. It's it's really unfortunate. Like I said, I, I, I've i talked about it. We're, we just might as well cl- clear the whole slate. No, You're right. Nobody a nickname. See, the believer is, is big, and I agree with him here. Are we, do we get rid of Vikings? Do we get rid well, of Buccaneers? A, they call for that. There's a call for getting rid of the Vikings because the Vikings had, you know, they, they had, they were, they were about tyranny and taking over. It's like, yeah, we cannot look at the world history through today's goggles. It's just impossible. But these sensitive, this is what happens when you have a generation that gets a trophy for everything. There you go. And they get, they grow up with an opinion. And you know, I told my 16 year old niece the other day, I don't know if you know this, but your feelings don't count. <laughs> it's up to you, it's up to your mom. My sister was cracking up. It's up to her to give you a hug. But other than that, your feelings don't count. And do we not live in a society where there's so much news that we can't really dissect what is totally true and what isn't? 
So if that's the case now, imagine going back in the history books five, six, seven hundred years. Are you telling me everything we read is just biblically truth? It's all truth? I mean, you nobody in this lifetime has lived during that lifetime. And that's, I, I think that's interesting what Dennis has to say when, when you're talking about, I mean, we're trying to look through yesterday in today's goggles. And it's, it's one thing to respect history. It's another thing to just take bits and pieces of information and say it's the absolute truth. We don't know that. Right. We didn't live it. Right. Exactly. exactly. All right. The NBA... They're in the bubble, as we know, just like the WNBA is. Point of water. Yeah. Uh, Warriors yeah. are still the defending Western Conference champions, and the season's ended. So, that, 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 that is true. That is true. All right. Put that out there. Do, do you want to know that the NBA now has a snitch line? Yes. Yes, they have a snitch line. And uh, Lakers uh, center Dwight Howard was busted for not wearing a mask. And we saw the Sacramento Kings were Sean Holmes. He left the bubble uh, to go pick up a fast food order. But the NBA has a snitch line out. They actually have police, cops out there snitching on players if they are leaving the bubble. Agree or disagree with the snitch line? Doc said that he called. He, I mean, he did it tongue in cheek, but that he yeah. called in. Uh, he called in that uh, he saw LeBron and he and uh, Davis out. So I mean, he was. How do you know it's true? What if, if the player comes back and goes, that wasn't me. You know, like Shaggy? It wasn't me? It wasn't me. Yeah. You know, there's another seven-foot guy really athletic out there at McDonald's. <laughs> the snitch line. I, I don't know. if we do, we do we actually need a snitch line, but the NBA definitely has it here. Wait till we have uh, video accompanying the uh, actual snitch line. That should be an interesting uh, bit for uh, YouTube TV or TNT. So uh, once, <laughs> once they have these guys caught in action on candid camera along with the uh, – protocol <laughs> should be quite interesting all right uh we'll leave you with major league baseball here the toronto blue jays are not allowed to play at home uh canadian government said that it would require too much travel for the blue jays and other teams coming in and out of, of canada they don't want you traveling to the united states where are they traveling to siberia where russia where are they going they're going right down the street Detroit is literally right down the street from Toronto, and they can't do that anymore? Uh, is the Canadian soil all of a sudden taboo? Is it dangerous? Please help me out with this. And I know the last couple of days I'm, you know, I'm saying, like, okay, let's decide if this, is, if this is really bad or it's not bad. But now you're taking a team in a shortened season. Everybody has a shot here at a World Series championship, and you're saying, get out of your beautiful stadium there and Rogers Center, and you're not allowed to play because what it's too dangerous. We don't, you, you don't, you're traveling. You're traveling to the United States, and with everything being so regional, you're playing within your division, you're not traveling that far. But the Canadian government's saying, no way in the world we're allowing you to play in your home stadium. Yeah, the Canadian government's put an axe to it. They're not. They're, they're strict on their rules and regulations involving this coronavirus, and they're uh, steadfast in, in their stance here. They don't have to worry about the Raptors doing anything because they're in the bubble of Orlando. But look, maybe the Raptors can partner with their AAA affiliate, I think is in Buffalo, so they can maybe stage there as far as their travel goes. I don't know what they're going to figure out as far as what they're going to do as far as lodging their team goes and the travel situation, but it won't be in their home residence of Toronto. Right, and uh, they mentioned that about going to Buffalo, which isn't far from there, in minor league facility, or they said go to Florida for their spring training site, but the players said no. They go, no, we want to play in a major league stadium. 
So those two options are out. So the Pittsburgh Pirates stepped up and said, hey, you want to share our stadium? We'll share our stadium with you. And I think there's going to be, there's going to be other teams that come up and do that as well, too. So, uh, you know, Pittsburgh is going to open up here and say, hey, uh, you know, you can be the Blue Jays, I guess. Dennis, you're a man of the world. You travel all over the place uh, doing your comedy and everything. Is there something in the air in Canada that we don't know about that we should be afraid of? Oh, it's all political. That's all politics. <laughs> that's a swipe at that's a swipe at Trump right there. Uh, them not letting it's a swipe back at America because they don't like the president. Um, that's all that is right there. All right. So it is happening, guys. We talked about it, uh, that it could happen. And then we said it probably isn't going to happen. The Houston Astros are, are going to be let go here. And people are not going to be, you know, talking about the Astros and harassing them. However, they've had exhibition baseball. Now, watch the game last night. Our boy, Dusty Baker, the Houston Astros, they rolled over those pathetic Kansas City Royals yesterday at Kauffman Stadium. They came back and had a day game today, and the Astros jumped out to a 10-3 lead. So what happened? George Springer, Jose Altuve, and Alex Bregman all got beaned. Successive batters. Wow. Yeah, with a score 10-3. Boom, boom, boom. And here we go. It's an exhibition game. It means absolutely nothing. We haven't even started yet. And here we go. Now, And the, so what happened, the Astros came back. I don't know if our boy Dusty said, okay, we had retaliation by the Astros. It's exhibition baseball. So why are the, are the, the Royals doing this? Are they doing it because they suck? They were down 10-3, to three, or this is their opportunity to do it because it's, it's exhibition. Now, they're an American League team like the Astros are an American League team. So are other teams now going to follow suit? And here we go with Bean Brawl. They're not going to follow suit in the regular season because with the 60-game schedule, you can't afford to lose one of your starters for, you know, yeah. for three starts over a, a big suspension. So they're, they're not going to follow suit. I think they're just saying, hey, here's our chance. But uh, I'm torn. I'm an A's fan, and I'm a Dusty friend. Right. So I want Dusty to get the record that he needs. Um, what is it, 3,000 wins? 2,000 wins two, will get him two, in the Hall of Fame, 2, right? 2,000 right. wins. Yeah. Um, but I want those wins to be against everybody except for the A's. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, that's, that's great. That's great baseball, though. And to know that Dusty wasn't going to take it. Right. Dusty probably agreed, yeah, my guys needed that to get shot, but I'm going to shoot you right back. Oh, yeah, and he said that earlier on, that that's, you know, if Major League Baseball is going to come down with some rules like this, he goes, be ready. Yep. You know. So, so. How, how far away now are we from the regular season starting? Friday. Friday's Friday. We're ready to go. So the each team only count, has a, 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 the 60-game schedule start counting. Yeah. Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night. Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday. Uh, it's yeah. two games. Yeah, so, some, some teams are starting on Friday, and some are on th- thir- Thursday. Only two games Thursday night, right. and then the rest of the league Friday. Right. This weekend is Major League Baseball. Exactly. We, we I'm t- excited. And we're betting, believer. We get to bullet. We finally get to bet. All right. Well, you better send me some tips, okay? <laughs> but this is interesting. Bet the Astros. <laughs> bet the Astros. Bet the this Astros. is interesting. We talked about it, and this is going to be unique with Major League Baseball. You've never had where every single game will count. Kind exactly. of like college football and, yeah. and football sports where this shortened season, every game's going to matter. Now, here's a little shot at your boys, okay? The A's. So, I'm flipping the channels last night, and I see the Giants and the A's at your Oakland Alameda County Coliseum, or I don't know what we're calling it anymore, OCO, whatever we're calling it, whatever. But, you know, we remember we did the story a couple terrible Tuesdays ago about the Giants fans doing the weatherproof thing where, you know, season ticket, you know, you send a picture in, and we're going to put you sitting in a seat. Now, the A's went to the other extreme. They, I don't think they're charging anybody anything. I saw a picture of Dennis Gaxio 
Mariola sitting behind the backstop. Big cor- cardboard. Looked like you were 262 pounds. But all these cardboard cartoon cutouts. What are the A's doing? They they, they are charging for those. Cause oh, they I, are? Yeah, because okay. I received the offer and I said, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, I got because I, I canceled my when I saw where the pandemic was going. I canceled my season tickets, and um, then they but they still sent me the offer to buy the cutout. Really, and it's going it's going to charity. But uh-huh. yeah, like I don't know what you get out of that right there. I was like, because if it had been if it had been the Raiders, I might have. But at the Coliseum, it looks so goofy. Yeah, Dennis, being the the A's fan that you are, I have to I have to let you know here in Vegas, uh, just a few miles down the road, Jose Canseco, former Bash brother, has his own car wash here, geared out in in A's colors, and inside a lot of old uh, Jose Canseco and A's memorabilia. So it's worth uh, driving by to check out a little A's nostalgia. Back in the Bash Brothers days, Jose Canseco, Las Vegas resident. There you go. And you can also I, I see video or get the special car wash or ball bouncing on top of his head over the fence for a home run as well, too. I think that's a discounted oh, car wash. Not yeah. enough Jose stories anymore. Yeah, Not exactly. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's our terrible Tuesday takes. Hit us on Twitter at TCMartin21, at Brad the Believer, and, of course, uh, at Comedian Dennis. All right. And uh, we'll dive into Dennis. Uh, we'll get his thoughts regarding the Raiders and a whole lot more. Terrible Tuesday on the TC Martin Show. The TC Martin Show is back. Yes! Yes! What are you doing? It's just a halftime. Yes, this is my favorite part of the game. TC Martin. Yes! is now in. The autumn wind is a pirate blustering in from sea with a rollicking song he sweeps along swaggering voicelessly his face is weather beaten he wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Who are we talking about? Jack Tatum there, John Matuzak, or is it Dennis Gaxiola, our good friend in the house, comedian extraordinaire, tours uh, all the time, whether it's solo with Fluffy, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, who have been in Las Vegas here on numerous occasions, TV, uh, comedian extraordinaire, and of course, our resident Sacramento Sports Hall of Famer, Dennis Gaxiola, joins us, and a longtime Raider fan, king of silver and black, my friend. Red, white, black, brown, or Haitian. It's all about the Raider Nation. Oh, look at you, man. Look at you. All right, man. Great to have you in studio here today, man. Little short notice trip into town. I I hit TC. Hey, where are we eating? He said, well, I'm I'm back in Vegas. I said, me too. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, you know, um, I'm looking forward to the season. Whether we get to see them or not. The Raiders are primed to surprise a lot of people. All right, you're a longtime Raider fan, season ticket holder. You actually have tickets to the home opener here yes. in Las Vegas' Legion Stadium. <sighs> Doesn't look like it's going to happen. How crushed are you, man? You know, I'm being pretty pragmatic about it. You know, it is what it is. Um, and honestly, sitting at home in front of your TV is a more enjoyable experience than going to a crowd. But 
I wanted to be at that historic game. I was at the Warriors' first game of their new stadium in San Francisco, the new arena. So I wanted to be at the Raiders' game. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And um, I, I think sports coming back is going to be healthy for the country. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll it, so. Uh, plus, we have an exciting team. Vegas is going to be spoiled. They're going to have they 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 open up their their gift basket to a team that's ready to roll. Mm-hmm. So when did it actually hit you? Because I know we talked about this before, but when it actually hit you that okay, this Oakland Raider thing is over, and has it still hit you yet? Because they still haven't played a game or held a practice here in Las Vegas. Well, being that I travel so much. <sighs> I give away half my tickets when I when I have my season tickets. I give away so many tickets just because I can't go to the games. Mm-hmm. So I look I looked at it just uh, un, as unselfish as possible. Go to a state where the players are going to be incentivized to sign. Free agents were going to want to sign here because of the tax breaks. You're getting a brand new stadium, a brand new facility. I thought it was great for the team. I mean, if 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 you're going to one or two games a year and the rest of the time you're watching it on TV. Reality is we're going to go from the worst stadium in all of professional sports, a stadium that gets the locker rooms getting filled up True. with sewage yes. because of the, the bad uh, infrastructure, to, to a stadium that is cutting edge. It's great for the team, uh, and I, I think uh, if we don't contend this year, over the next couple of years, we will be in a fight with Kansas City. We're looking at some great great uh, rivalry about to happen. Was it more devastating for you as a Raider fan when they left for Los Angeles? Yes. Okay. By far. Yeah. Because it was shocking. Teams didn't move back then. Mm-hmm. You know, but when when um, the NFL and the city of Oakland conspired against Al Davis, the, the truth is he won that lawsuit. True. Because Roselle told the mayor of Oakland, he can't move without my permission. The mayor tore up the contract he had with Davis to renovate the stadium. So Davis said, I'll show you, and he moved, and he won the lawsuit. Um, he won his right to move his team to have a better chance at succeeding. Mm. So Oakland is a city that's a self-fulfilling prophecy, horrible schools, horrible uh, management of the city. It's 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 really sad state uh, of affairs in Oakland, uh, and you can't run a major team in a city like that. Mm. So they're down to the A's and Major League Baseball has put the city of Oakland on notice that right. get it together or the A's will be gone and the A's might be right here with the Raiders. Right. So what are your thoughts about that? Because they've talked about building a new stadium for the A's, Jacqueline and Square area, a couple other spots. Where does that stand now? It's up in the air again because mm. now you got to get through the environmentalist in California. So we have a beautiful spot that would revitalize West Oakland mm-hmm. the way San Francisco was revitalized with their stadium when the Giants got their stadium. So um, Oakland has a chance to really impact their economy, do everything right, but they've dropped the ball for the Raiders. They dropped the ball for the Warriors, and now it could happen with the A's. So it is what it is. Professional sports are big money. Can you imagine what Oakland turns into? And we've seen, especially the inner city, that deteriorate over decades and decades. But we're talking about championship teams from basketball and the Warriors, the Raiders back in the day uh, in the, on the NFL side, and then the A's, you know, the Charlie Finley days, and even in semi-recent times as well, too, to go from three iconic sports brands to zero. They could actually go to zero. Here's, here's my adolescence. 72, 73, 74, the A's, A's win the World Series. 75, the Warriors win the NBA championship. 76, the Raiders win the Super Bowl. Plus all the years where they were 
in those those uh, battles with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. Competitive. That playoffs. was my introduction to sports. Yeah. You know, th- that right those years I'm 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. You and I were the same way. I was <laughs> just down the road in Sacramento, but those were our teams. It was yep. San Francisco or Oakland and we would go to all of those games. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's yeah, it's really sad sad state of affairs for Oakland. They've they've uh the the mindset of having to take you you know, it's just kind of common sense to somebody who thinks about it and goes, "You got to have money to take care. You got to have something that generates revenue to take care of the poor, but you can't chase all the businesses away and then expect to have a successful city." Mm-hmm. Dennis Gaxiola joins us, uh, comedian extraordinaire and diehard Oakland fan. Whether it's Raiders, Warriors. And, uh, of course, uh, the Oakland A's as the, well, too. The Raiders are in position to succeed. Their number yeah. one weakness defensively last year was linebackers. They went, in, they went out and signed two nice veterans. Um, the, the, the defensive backfield, I think, is going to be solid. And offensively, there are no holes. Right. So you take a top five tight end, an elite speed at, uh, at your number one wide receiver. The guy who they had played one was a, would be a great number two. He's there. Renfro really showed. Jacobs is nice. They've got a top five offensive line. Um, there's no excuse. This is Derek's do or, do or die I was going to say, you haven't mentioned Derek Carr yet. Oh, I, I love D.C. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think um, with the right tools, yeah. he's going to show. I think Der- Derek Carr will be a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback this year. Don't, don't forget the new playoff structure also. We're adding another wild card team. Yep. So the AFC is absolutely wide open for the Raiders to get a playoff spot. Aside from Kansas City and Baltimore, I mean, what are you going to put Buffalo at the top of the AFC East? Maybe, yeah. maybe Houston to win uh, the AFC South. Other than that, you, now you're talking two or three extra teams to get in those wild card bursts. And I don't think you can dis- discount the Patriots as well, too. You know, I don't think you can do that. They, well, they're, okay. they're up there, but you're right. If, for the most part, it dis- is wide open. If yeah. you don't want to discount the Patriots, let's yeah. say they get one of those wild card spots. You got two more wide yeah. open. As far think- as the Raiders' division itself, the Chargers with Tyrod Taylor are convinced that they're going to jump right ahead the number two spot in their division, and then from there you got the Browns, who are the Browns, and there's not there's it's really wide open yeah. for the Raiders and, and John Gruden to to supplant themselves in, in a playoff. I mean, this spot. has to be the season for the Raiders. This is, has to be. You know, what, what are the odds are the, for the Patriots to win the East? Because I, I think that's a good bet. Because I agree. If if Parcells registers in Cam's head, and he wake and Belichick? he had, if uh, uh, Belichick, <laughs> not Parcells, like, Belichick, I was gonna let it go. But yeah, you know, if Belichick, if he gets into Cam's head and Cam is on a prove it year and he's healthy, that's what I'm saying. They could, they could be. I really, couldn't believe they and they still got a top either. defense. They yeah. got a top two or three defense in the league. So. But you're right. Yeah, the Raiders definitely have a shot here. Okay, so what should Las Vegas Raider fans be most aware of? Give us words of wisdom from a longtime Oakland Raiders fan to maybe people that are jumping on the bandwagon here in Las Vegas. Um, you're, you're, this is you're jumped in. If you uh, welcome to the welcome to the nation, we are the original nation, the only nation in the NFL. Um, but there's no leaving. This is blood in, blood out. Okay, it don't don't because the Raiders, if they go, if they grow through some growing pains, they got a very young team. Oh, you decide you're going to go back to the team wherever you came from before you moved to Vegas. It's blood in, blood out, man, and it's it's a great history. By there's some great books on the Raiders' history, um, and of course, my view is going to be different because that was my childhood. I'd have had the opportunity to do uh, numerous events with, uh, for Fred Belitnikoff mm-hmm. in the in Northern California for his foundation. Um, I got to sit there and have a talk one on one 
no microphones with Kenny Stabler and have him break down all the iconic plays of the 70s, Ghost to the Post, uh, the, the Fumble, the Holy Roller, break down those plays just in conversation. But if you read the history of the team, Matt, read about Madden before he was a football uh, video game. Uh, it's, it's an amazing franchise and own it. Own it, Vegas. It's yours now. You know, this kind of ties in, you know, because we talk about sports a lot, and it's one of the reasons why I wanted you involved in uh, our event every year in Sacramento of our Sports Hall of Fame. You've got a chance to get a chance to know a lot of athletes, meet a lot of athletes, whether it's through our organization or just your tours and travels, and, of course, you know, being a Bay Area sports fan all these years. Uh, Talk a little bit about Brush of Greatness here. Uh, Give us which athlete basically that you've gotten a chance to meet that's really resonated with you? And it could be one, two, three guys. Um, Kenny, because he was my childhood mm-hmm. hero, Kenny Stabler, and it broke my heart to, when, when he passed away. Um, Warren Moon. Um, I, that's, I've met a lot of celebrities in this business. I've met a lot of athletes. Warren Moon, I was starstruck because it hit me. Uh, he came into the green room of a comedy club in the Bay Area, um, and he said, hi, I'm Warren. He was there with Tommy Davidson. And I, I had nothing to say. <laughs> Because it just hit me. I remember what he went through, where he should have been the top pick in the end, uh, out of coming into co- uh, leaving his senior year uh, at Washington, right. and because he was black, the NFL didn't want him as a quarterback. And to see that he persevered, went to Canada, came back, and end up having a Hall of Fame uh, career, it just really—I I was starstruck with him. Uh, and then the fighters, because my dad was a, uh, a boxer before he became a minister. So becoming friends with uh, the, the the fighters out of Sacramento, Tony Lopez, Loretta Garza, uh, and, the, and the likes of those guys, um, and their personal friends now, I get a big kick out of that because they're everyday people. Um, but, you know, Tony, I, I joke about fighting him, but Tony can kill you with a look. <laughs> so, um, yeah, th- those are... Uh, the, the, those I, I don't take it lightly because I'm just everyday people. Yep. But to sit there and my phone rings and it's Tony, you know, right. or to uh, because of the, the the Hall of Fame in Sacramento, um, you think somebody sees you and they go, okay, whatever. But to have Dusty mm-hmm. Baker remember you by first name, Bill Cartwright, go, oh, hey, Dennis, you know, uh, let's sit down, let's have a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get a big kick out of that. All right. and, yeah. So thank you for that, TC. <laughs> no problem, brother. Uh, Dennis Gaxiola, comedian extraordinaire. Uh, you can catch him uh, online. He's got his dry bar comedy. And if you haven't seen that, I mean, millions and millions of views. It's a, it's when promo 80, that it's it's uh, my my special called before the wall goes up has now hit eighty million views on social media. I thought you'd bring us a T-shirt. I want to see Quake in that wall T-shirt. Oh, should, you know, I've you got know one. I've got a T-shirt. That's right, you do. I yeah. wear it. Yeah. Amazing. Um, you it's better than that thing you wore we, last week with that two week that cartoon character you had. I, I have them up to four X, brother. I got oh, them up to four X. Might not make it. No. <laughs> might not make it. No, the special both both specials are cut, on, cut a on hole, a, you know, underneath, you know, with with some make scissors. it a wife beater. Yeah, <laughs> then I'll do. Yeah, that'll work. Can both we say that? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm still, you know, I do not let people's feelings get in the way of my reality because my feelings count. Right on, man. Right <laughs> my, on. Da- my daughter cringes because she's a college student and she thinks she knows everything mm. because her generation's right. But no, I still poke fun at people. Uh, you know, uh, Tony got in trouble yesterday, Tony Lopez, because he called me fat on Facebook and they blocked him for a day. So, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So well, we go at it just because, you know, my God, it's called it's called humor, you know, and if you didn't get the hug you needed as yeah. a child, 
have somebody give you a hug and laugh at life. So, so when we do our, our Sacramento Sports Hall of Fame every year, and Dennis is a resident comedian, okay? So he comes in, and his job basically is to roast the inductees. So we have five inductees every year. And then, of course, the guys who got inducted way back when, like Dusty Baker, Bill Cartwright. So I remember the very first time he comes in, I told him what I wanted him to do. And be honest, you're a little bit nervous about it. You yeah. go, well, well, I don't, I can't do this. I can't call these guys. I, believe me, you can. And Dennis, you, I'm that, shocked. That's what you're, you're going to do. You were that's trepidatious in well, this. I didn't know Tony I, yet. So uh, and Tony was in the first class. Yeah. So and Tony could be smiling at you, but if you go to take a picture and he and he he always puts his fist up, his <laughs> face. It goes into that face you saw in the ring, yep. and it is it, the first time you experience it. It's an eerie feeling because it's kind of psycho. But he's a super nice guy. But yeah, what, what was the big lineman? Uh, the, the Dan. He was a center for all those years that just got inducted last year. Uh, last year, uh, Trevor Maddich. Trevor Maddich. Trevor right. Maddich. He's the only one through all these years that asked me not to roast him. Really? <laughs> yeah, he said, Can I usually touch bait. Hey, this is all I got on you and Wikipedia. He went, bro, this is my moment tonight. <laughs> don't don't take away from it because... And Trevor, uh, you, as you guys know, a regular on the show here. Can, super can nice picture? guy. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. you know, this mountain... Doesn't like to laugh, apparently. But, 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 but he, did, he did ease up. He eased up big time. Dennis, how well, about my favorite uh, Sacramento Sports Hall of Fame inductee, the great Summer Sanders? Have you given her a roast? Uh, opening class. Yeah, 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 yeah. that was opening class. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Um, I, I used her accomplishments to make fun of the other guys that she was the only one <laughs> still in shape. That's true. Um, yeah, so it's been a blast. And, you know, I Trevor Maddich, his story was tied to Jerry Rice. So Jerry Rice, a legitimate Mount Rushmore, can we say that anymore? Sure. Mount Rushmore yeah. Hall of Famer versus Trevor, who is a local Hall of Famer. He's like, if you bring up Jerry Rice, everybody's going to think of that compared to me, and I don't want that. This is my night. So I, would, I respect that. But uh, everyone else, uh, from from Dusty to Bill, uh, Bill wasn't even there, and I made fun of him. And then the next year I met him. <laughs> right. Remember Bill was Bill Yeah, because he was coaching in Japan, yeah. Yeah, when, so yeah. I, I had fun with his sister. His sister mm-hmm. took his place. So it's been great. The boxers, I tease them. They're all punch drunk. Uh, and they, you know, sitting there this year as uh, Diego's, Diego was going up. They were showing fight of the year clip. Diego Corrales. Yeah. Diego Corrales. And I'm sitting next to Loretto. And I said, Loretto, they showed the fight where, you know, and he drops the guy. And I said, did you ever drop anybody like that? He goes, or did you ever get hurt like that? Yeah. He goes, one guy did. And um, he didn't know that he hurt me. And a couple of seconds later, I realized he didn't know. And then he picks up his phone and flips it like this and shows me a video he goes, but this is what happened to him the next round, and pow, <laughs> he lays the guy out, you know. So, yeah, great, great time, and uh, I got to come out here to the Vegas Hall of Fame one day and just get to roast somebody. There you go, there you go. <laughs> Maybe right. next time Dennis is on the show, we he can just roast me for the heck of it. Oh well, I was going to have him actually do that today. I was going to have him roast both of you guys today. All right, all right. now you know, we're talking. I, I was going to, you know, right. but I think we're, we're running we're out, out of time. time. Oh, oh man! All right, all right, same. Qu- okay, maybe real quick because one more question I wanted to ask you in that same question that I asked you about. Who resonated with you as far as an athlete? How about a fellow comedian or an actor? Comedians, um, the ones that... Paul Mooney, I respect a lot. Um, I I never met Richard Pryor, and I never worked with Dick Gregory. But Paul Mooney, because Paul wrote for both of those guys. And then all these years later, I got got to become, uh, not friends, but uh, professional acquaintances with him. Paul Mooney uh, really had an impact on me. Paul Rodriguez, because... 
very humble type of guy that opens the doors for as many people as he can. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias, proud to call him a personal friend. Um, Gabriel literally lives with his phone in his hand, and his phone doesn't stop ringing or people texting him. Um, if I text Gabriel right now and say, Gabe, uh, no shows in the last three months, he would go, how much do you need? And he would send it to me instantly. Wow. He's that kind of guy, um, and he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders because when you have tours that you don't play theaters, you play arenas as a comedian, that's just a lot of pressure. Um, so Gabriel, uh, Gabriel, Paul, and uh, mm. Paul Mooney, and then uh, there's just there's so many yeah. of them. But uh, Jamie Fox has just been uh, a really nice friend, uh, type of guy where you might not see him for ten years, but when he sees you, hey, everything good? You need anything? So um, mm. I've had I had the privilege where I'm nobody knows who I am unless you know me. Right. But <laughs> I've rubbed elbows with a lot of cool people, and I make a living doing comedy. Um, two specials on Amazon Prime right now, so yep. uh, that's kind of cool. But uh, then in the rest of the time, I goof off and I chase the little white ball. I golf. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and we send the believer uh, out with the believer when you were in town before yeah. too. Uh, real quick, this a lot of people don't understand that you know for a life of a comedian like yourself. There's no work right now. Right. The showrooms are closed. Everything. So what has that been like for you? Thankfully, the Dry Bar Special, not to keep bringing it up, yeah, but no, they, it. that's a great company, uh, Vid Angel and Dry Bar. Uh, they've continued to pay mm. the comics off of our views. So mm. that's been a big help. But as far as performing, boy, these Zoom shows are horrible, but you, you make the best of it. Thursday night, I actually go back on stage for the first time for a little outdoor show yeah. in California. There's going to be like 30 people in the audience. But that'll be. this is like yeah. one of the longest breaks yeah. I've ever had in my career. So. All right, what do you got to say about Brad the Believer? Good guy. No, go get him. <laughs> no, 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 no. Give him the quake. Go get him right now. <laughs> no, 30 well, seconds. Well, next time I come in, I'll be ready for that right there because I want to I get out. And if I could run, but my wife and son are in the lobby, and they might not make it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i got a couple big guys here. Make, I, I look forward to having Dennis on again. And I'll, I, well, we, I'm we, he will be in the football too. season, too. You know, Definitely. Awesome. A Raider insider. Brother, we always appreciate you. Appreciate always. you. It was great having you here Quake. today Thank all the you. time. Uh, the Serial Madness stuff, you can still go on the website and Definitely. check out the archives and hear him and everybody else. You know, Sinbad and Steve Heitner, Dennis Gaxiel. You guys are like our resident guys. Yeah. Our resident Sinbad is a huge influence and a big, yeah. good friend of mine and yeah. a great, great, it, great guy to it, talk to. It's great that we have, like, you three guys that are kind of our core comedians that are always coming on all the time. Appreciate you. All right, appreciate you, Dennis, as always. Uh, go catch him, Comedian Dennis, on Twitter. Real quick, any other social media? Uh, it's, I'm Comedian Dennis for Facebook, there? for Twitter, for what, um, what, whatever else I'm on. All right. I'm, All right. I appreciate my man. All right. Miss any part of the show, go to the website, tcmartinshow.com.